Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. It's simple. B-L-E-A-V. B-L-E-A-V to get started. And hey, it's not just basketball, man. Bet online, it's your source for hockey, UFC, boxing, you name it, from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. It's always ice cream season at the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. And March is no exception. Come on in and get a taste of the Irish. All month long, they'll have delicious mint soft serve, mint flying saucers, mint milkshakes, and their amazingly popular cookie puss cake. All perfect for the St. Patrick's season. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh. So no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel, open seven days a week, Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple, you name it. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by Brewerton Ace Hardware, Stanley Law Offices, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and our terrific, terrific friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers. Make sure you log on to Welch & Company Jewelers' website, welchjewelers.com. That's welchjewelers.com. Shop the showcase today. The best in the business, man. Bracelets, watches, necklaces, uh, engagement rings, wedding rings. It's all there. Welchjewelers.com. Tip of the cap, thank you as well, the Swan and Whitaker families, as well as Camillus Golf Club and Burn Dairy for their support of the platform. I'm going to spend this entire podcast, it's just me, no guests, and I'm going to break down Russell Wilson to the Broncos, Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, and Carson Wentz to the Commanders of Washington, which, by the way, is just the worst nickname ever. Um, so I'm going to break all of those down on on this pod. You know, uh, the, the the deals, you know, what it means, on and on it goes. So after weeks of negotiations, look, one of the biggest trades in the history of the league, right? The Broncos uh, have acquired Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. Here's the deal. The Broncos have agreed to trade quarterback Drew Locke tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, really nice player, Fant is too, two first-round picks in 2022, which is the number nine overall, uh, and in uh, 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 the same uh, first-rounder in 2023, whatever number that is. 
two second round picks, which is the 40th overall this upcoming draft and whatever pick it is in 2023, and a 2022 fifth round selection to the Seahawks. That's a load. That's a big, big, big thing. But here's what I'm about to tell you. This trade is perfect for both sides, and here's why. And I hope it works out for both sides, although I don't want Denver to, you know, move ahead of the power rankings and, you know, ahead of Buffalo. But here's why this thing makes total sense for both sides. From the Seattle perspective, I realize that John Schneider, the GM, said, hey, you know, we're going to run this thing back with, with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. You know, this is still, a, you know, we're not that far away, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? You are that far away, actually. You know, Seattle's way far away. They need help on the O-line. They just released Bobby Wagner. Um, you know, what are you going to do with Metcalf and Lockett? Uh, they lack so much in the, in the secondary. Their special teams isn't that great. They are far away, especially also playing in the best division in the NFL. Okay, so we start there. Uh, Seattle trades their franchise quarterback. And, and let's be honest, they just couldn't come to uh, some sort of an agreement about what both sides wanted, right? Russell Wilson most likely wanted to have a uh, an offensive mind as a head coach. Pete Carroll's a defensive mind. Those guys have been together for a long time. I'm sure the message was, was getting stale, um, you know, and, and so Russell Wilson also has gone publicly the last couple of years yelling and screaming about how he needs more. He needs offensive line help. He bitched to Dan Patrick about it um, recently. So this has been going on, you know, for a long, long time. And I think when you look at it, Seattle and Russell Wilson probably maximized the marriage. And this was the only solution because they didn't, they couldn't, agree on anything, right? Like their differences were too large to be able to agree on at least something to run it back, you know, at worst one year. So it's the best scenario for Seattle in from that regard, right? They can move on. Russell doesn't want to be there. On you go. Whether Pete Carroll's there or not, I don't know. I think they need to start over across the board now at this point, because if you don't have Russell Wilson, what's the point of having Pete Carroll? Um, You know, they both went to two Super Bowls. They won one. Uh, Pete Carroll cost him the second one because they didn't run Marshawn Lynch. I'm not guaranteeing that he would have gotten in the end zone, but I'm feeling pretty good that they can uh, get in there as opposed to Russell Wilson throwing a pick to Malcolm Butler. And so I would just start over completely. I would go with a new offensive uh, situation. Again, their offense has been bland for, for a long time. I would go you know, straight up with, with a, a, an offensive coach, I would hire some new coordinators. I would start this thing fresh. I'd go out and get maybe a, a quarterback in the draft. I'd go out and get a free agent quarterback. I'd go out and try to get some weapons. Maybe you keep Metcalf and lock it. Uh, if they don't want to play there because Wilson's gone, then you figure something else out. Uh, go draft some weapons in the, in, in, in the draft and, and, and start to get this thing back a little bit. Uh, maybe it's a one-year. Maybe it's a two-year. Maybe it's a three-year rebuild for the Seattle Seahawks, but I would rebuild across the board. With the rebuilding comes a huge, huge, huge haul, okay? I mean, the Broncos are giving them uh, pretty close to a number one tight end. Well, he is a number one tight end. He's Noah fan. He's not, you know, he's not George Kittle. Uh, he's not Derek Waller. He's not Travis Kelsey. 
but he's pretty darn good. He's a number one. He's not the elite of number ones, but he's a, a very good to great number one tight end. So you have an immediate weapon there. You have an immediate defensive lineman, Shelby Harris, who can make, you know, kind of create havoc there. Um, you're getting Drew Locke, but I don't think that'll help you at all. He'll be on the roster, but he won't earn a job, I don't think. Uh, they would be crazy to go with him. I think they should go into free agency and grab somebody. Um, you know, again, they, they just released Bobby Wagner. They've got some, some uh, cap space from that probably, but they're not, um, you know, they're, 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 I, I just, I can't see them going in with Drew Locke. I just, I can't, I can't see that. They have two first-round picks in 2022, number nine overall and number 23. I'm telling you right now, at number nine, they're going quarterback. They're going quarterback. I don't know if that's Kenny Pickett. And again, most people don't like this class of quarterbacks, but you might not have a choice now because you traded Russell Wilson. They need to use that number nine pick and take a stab at somebody. Is it Malik Willis? Is it Kenny Pickett? Is it Desmond Ritter, who I actually think would be a really, really solid choice because of the character he... He presents, uh, he, he, he had an unbelievable college career, played at the highest level, made the college football playoff. Um, you know, he's got a young kid uh, at home as well. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I would, um, I, I, I would, I would uh, get a quarterback in that spot. You know, I, I don't know who it is. I don't know what the right fit would be. Again, it's all going to depend, too, on what kind of offense you're running. But I would absolutely, positively uh, go quarterback there. And then, you know, you've got, a, two second round picks in 2022 and 2023. Um, you know, you've also got another first rounder in 23. But with that second round pick at number 40 overall, you know, go weapon wise. Maybe you take a receiver, maybe you try to, you know, shore up the defense a little bit. Whatever the case may be, you have a fifth round selection. I mean, this is all added to what you already have, right? Um, and so. I, I would I would kind of go in that direction now, you know, like try to revamp this offense. You got to figure out what you're doing with Lockett, Metcalf, etc., and that'll kind of dictate what kind of weapons that you do pick uh, in the draft. Um, you know, maybe try to pick up a lineman or two uh, later on. Uh, the Seahawks need a lot of help across the board. That's why I cracked up when I heard Pete Carroll say a ton in the offseason that, hey, you know, we're not that far away from uh, a championship-level team. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much are. Um, but this is a monumental move. I mean, this trade gives Denver the quarterback that it's sought since Peyton Manning, uh, gives Seattle a foundation on which to rebuild. Um, you know, and, and we all know that it started with Wilson agreeing to waive his no trade provision and, uh, he passed his Broncos physical, um, you know, last Tuesday. Um, and so, you know, look, this is a big deal and the moves clear the way for the Seahawks, uh, to send him to Denver. And, you know, it, it was a hell of a run in Seattle. I mean, look, you know, players change teams. This is 2022. This is what happens. Um, you know, uh, if Tom Brady is going to play for a different team, then anything is on the table, right? And so you think about the historic 10-year run. Listen, nine Pro Bowl selections, one Super Bowl title, went to another Super Bowl, and more wins than any quarterback ever has posted during the first 10 seasons in the league. And I've heard a lot about... Russell Wilson isn't elite anymore, which is, to me, absolutely, positively hysterical. Russell Wilson is absolutely elite. Russell Wilson, last year, he was injured, okay, in 2021, all right? He was injured. 
He injured his thumb. He needed surgery. He probably came back a little too early and, um, you know, wasn't the same. His team also has not been that great the last couple of years. He's noted that. His offensive linemen, not good. They have not given him a lot of time to block. Um, if it's not Metcalf or Lockett, Carson on occasion running the football, they don't have a lot there. They're not a deep roster. The defense gives up third downs left and right. You know, I mean, they can't get off the field and they give up a ton of points. And so it's hard to outscore clubs. And so when you look at his season, you know, when he was injured, um, you know, he got hurt. Let's see, uh, 10-7, they played the Thursday night game against the Rams and lost. And then he didn't come back until November 14th. I mean, he was gone for, you know, four or five weeks and plays the rest of the season. Um, Had, you know, uh, some really good games before the season, uh, before he got hurt during the season, you know, in the beginning. I mean, he had a 343-yard game and a loss to Tennessee. Um, The thing with Russell Wilson, too, he didn't throw a lot of picks in 2021. I don't don't understand what people are talking about. He only threw six interceptions. I mean, the guy was not, you know, he had a rating of 103.1. You know, I don't understand where, like, where the confusion is. He could, you know, he had 25 uh, passing touchdowns uh, and two rushing touchdowns. I mean, he accounted for 27 total touchdowns. He still threw for over 3,000 yards, and he missed multiple weeks during the season with an injury that affects your throwing with a thumb. Uh, it's just, I don't understand what people are talking about. He didn't overwhelm people. Uh, he didn't overwhelm teams when he came back. It was very few and far between that he did that. Great game against the Niners, 30-37, 231 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Um, you know, he, he was he was good in that game. Um, you know, he had 260 yards against the Texans in a win, a couple of touchdowns. He had a four-touchdown performance against the Lions. I know the Lions stink, but you get the point. Um, so I think he's got a lot left in the tank. I think to to say that he's not elite anymore is a mistake. He's 33. I don't know why when a guy gets an injury and he's won more games in the first 10 years at that position uh, than any player before in the league, why all of a sudden, and he's a Super Bowl champion, he's been to two, he's been to all those Pro Bowls, he's been uh, one of the important quarterback faces of the league, he's been the franchise for Seattle. I don't quite understand why all of a sudden, at the snap of a finger, just because he hurt his thumb, he needed surgery, came back, he wasn't like Russell Wilson. I know he threw a lot of bad picks and had some bad moments in 2020, but the reality is he's still only 33 years old. People want to create different narratives. They want to create different things and make things up. The second Russell Wilson got traded, all of a sudden it was, well, he's not as elite. Oh, my God, they got a haul. Uh, Russell Wilson isn't what he once was. He's all of a sudden old at 33 when, hello, guys are playing at 38, 39, 40, Tom Brady. I don't think he's done playing football. will probably play in 2022 somewhere. Hello, San Francisco. At the age of 45, he just got done playing at the age of 44. So I'm here to tell you that this was a great trade for the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos became, with this trade, a contender again. For the AFC West, they became a contender to reach the Super Bowl. Their, their, their roster is really, really, really good. Uh, the only thing missing 
um, you know, was obviously the quarterback. When you look at their entire roster, they've got it going on, okay? They've got a a, a, a tremendously gifted young uh, running back in, uh, in Javante Williams. I think he's going to be really good in 2022. They've got Jerry Judy. They've got Cortland Sutton. They've got a very, very serviceable, solid offensive line, and it's young. They've got some defensive players that can absolutely wreak havoc. I think they do need a little bit of help on that side. Um, you know, the secondary, uh, you have a, a franchise corner in Pat Sertan out of Alabama who was a rookie last year who was really, really good. They've got a young secondary, too. I mean, you've got the kid Stearns. You've got P.J. Locke, the safeties. You've got Jamar Johnson. Uh, who, who's going into his second year? Um, you've got some players in that in that secondary. I think you need some help with a linebacker situation uh, and maybe getting a couple of guys up front. But this is a Denver team that's really, really, really good. Bradley Chubb is still there, and don't you know? Don't hide the fact here that uh, you know Von Miller could go back there. I mean, he loved Denver. He just won a Super Bowl with the LA Rams. If their tag is too high, maybe he wants to go to Denver and say, eh, you know. Let's run it back here now that we got Russell Wilson, and that's what Russell Wilson wanted. He wanted to go somewhere where he can create a LeBron opportunity. He can create a Tom Brady opportunity. They want to come play here because I'm here now. And so I just think this works for both sides because Denver becomes an instant contender because they need an elite quarterback. They got him, and make no mistake about it, Russell Wilson is that. may prove me wrong, but he is still that in my opinion. And then on the Seattle side, you had to get rid of Russell Wilson because the you know the sides were just at, at wit's end with each other. There was no way to salvage it. There was no way to salvage it to run it back. And um, you know, with that, you get the greatest package you could possibly, you know, possibly ask for in terms of getting you know ready-made um, uh, Pro Bowl type players plus just a load of draft picks. So terrific stuff there. Um, before I get into the Aaron Rodgers uh, staying in Green Bay story. Um, quick note from Rosie's Corner. They are a proud sponsor of the ML Sports Platter. All over, uh, if you're in and around Central New York, they can deliver all over the place. They've got pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. And don't forget about their finger food and their comfort food during the week as well. The Meatloaf Monday, the Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday, the Fish Friday, you name it, they've got it. Awesome place to go eat. Family-owned and operated. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And I do want to give a tip of the cap thank you to our great friend Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, Camillus Golf Club, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and Tiny Bubbles Laundromat. If you're in and around Central New York, stop by Fulton, Liverpool, East Syracuse. The PayRange mobile app is available. Wash, dry, fold laundry for only a dollar a pound at Tiny Bubbles Laundromat. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay four years, $200 million to do so, and $150 million of that is guaranteed. Wow. Hey, Aaron Rodgers is a prima donna. Aaron Rodgers is a diva. Aaron Rodgers is a crybaby. Aaron Rodgers is a drama queen. Aaron Rodgers is bipolar. And all of that adds up to one thing. He got what he wanted. He held the cards in the franchise. And Green Bay... They sucked it up, and they paid the guy. Now, I'm going to give you the good, bad, and ugly on this. The good is Aaron Rodgers is an all-time quarterback, right? The chances of winning consistently and having huge regular seasons, 13 wins, 14 wins, 
getting that home field, and that's also a bad, and I'm going to get into that in a second. You know, you're probably, in order to keep winning divisions, you're in a bad division with the Vikings, Bears, and Lions, right? I mean, you got to go 6-0 and there every year. Um, you know, at worst, 5-1, and because you probably lose, you know, you could lose one to Minnesota, maybe on the road. Um, but you're superior there. Um, you know, you're going to be able to get a bunch of wins in the regular season to set yourself up, right, and, and just continue to be a contender every single year because you have Aaron Rodgers, one of the top quarterbacks of all time. The bad of this is that you are now locked into an Aaron Rodgers who is, in my opinion, not one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Some people think he's the most talented player they've ever seen, one of the greatest arm talents, blah, blah, blah. He's a top fiver. He's a top tenner, blah, blah, blah. I don't have him in the top 10 because he is not performing recently in the postseason. He has been dreadful in the playoffs. He would not get off Devontae Adams against the Niners in the playoff game last year. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, and again, I understand that his team also gets out physical and, and they need a lot of, uh, of help and they got to get, you know, they got to improve as well in that area. But you need to get in the end zone in the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers failed to do so. How many times can Aaron Rodgers get home field advantage? How many times can he play at home at Lambeau Field? How many great draft picks, how many development picks can Brian Gudikin supply for this guy, right? Now, at home, San Francisco came in there with the ground game and the physicality and the defense, and they pushed the, the 49ers around. It's not the first time we've seen that. Uh, the 49ers pushed the Packers around. It's not the first time we've seen that with Green Bay. Having said that, A.J. Dillon got hurt. That hurt them. He was the guy, I think, Brian Gutekinds, you know, the two-headed monster with Aaron Jones being more of the finesse and 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 and, and, and uh, A.J. Dillon being the power guy. Uh, he had expected to, you know, be a ground-and-pound type of player there. But, um, you know, he got hurt. And so I think that really, really hurts uh, you if you're Green Bay. Um, you know, from, from the standpoint that you need, you have to run the ball, you have to have a little clock control. Obviously, if you can run it, that works the play action. And Rodgers is one of the greatest ever, um, you know, to, to work play action. But the, the flat out reality is, is that, you know, they, they lost, um, uh, just a huge, huge, huge part of the offense and what playoff football uh, is all about, and you know you've got to be able to run it. You got to play defense. You got to be physical, and they played some good defense in that game. There's no question about it. But you know when you lose a caliber of player who's that physical, like AJ Dillon, um, late in the year, and, and again, let me just quickly not correct myself, but be clear about this: he played in the game against San Francisco. But he only had seven attempts and 25 yards, you know, and, and, and was banged up. And so that hurts. It just, it hurts an awful lot. And, you know, I think the bottom line is now for Green Bay is now that you've given $200 million to, to, uh, to Aaron Rodgers, $150 million of that is guaranteed. Uh, it is time to... Uh, in my opinion, win a Super Bowl. The time is now. The pressure has now been amped up. Um, you know, you need to uh, flat out go win a championship. You've been knocking on the door um, multiple times, right? I mean, just over and over again. Um, and 
you, you gotta go, you gotta go do it. You know, you, you just, you have to do it now. You have to get a Super Bowl within four years. I'm not saying multiple Super Bowls. I'm not saying even going to multiple Super Bowls and winning one. You got to just win one somehow, some way to validate this contract, to validate, you know, committing the future to, um, you know, you, you got to get it done. Um, you know, to validate, validate the contract, to validate the future. Uh, and the future is still, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, four years from now, is going to be what? Over the age of 40 years old. Um, A.J. Dillon um, missed the second half of that game against the Niners with a broken rib. I had to look up that injury. I couldn't remember if it was a broken rib or an oblique or something, but he had a broken rib. So, um, you know, that's the good and the bad of this thing, right? I mean, the good is that you've still got your elite quarterback. You've got, um, you know, you've, you've got a chance to still stay up there, be a contender, make runs at the Super Bowl. But, you know, what does it matter if you're at home and Aaron Rodgers is dreadful in the playoff game? Uh, you know, hopefully for their sake, they can get back and uh, get home field advantage again, but have a healthy A.J. Dillon from start to finish because that really hurt him. Um, you know, so the, 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 the bad is that Aaron Rodgers has been absolute garbage in the postseason uh, in recent years uh, and, and can't get out of his own way. And so you look at it and go, well, my goodness, would they have been better trading him and getting a haul like Russell Wilson created for the Seattle Seahawks? Debatable. Jordan Love. What a waste now, right? He's never going to see the field, and they picked him, caused all the controversy. What the hell do you do with Jordan Love? Can you trade him? Does anybody want him, right? And the ugly part of this situation is just that it, it, it took what it took to get here, right? It took both sides, took the drama of Rodgers. It took the nastiness. It took the stupidity of Rodgers and, and just all the things, the drama, just the, the, the story that got so old after a while. Um, that was the ugly, and I'll tell you what the ugly could be. If they don't win a Super Bowl with this new four-year deal, that's going to be ugly. Finally, Carson Wentz is a member of the Washington Commanders, arguably the worst nickname in all of sports. Um, and this just shows a couple of things. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Carson Wentz right now, to me, is damaged goods. He wasn't that bad last year, and it's probably a step up from what the football team had last year in terms of quarterback play. Uh, Taylor Heineke was solid but wasn't blow away, but that's exactly what Wentz is. Uh, but I think he might be a smidge better. He's still got a, a, a stronger cannon for an arm uh, than Heineke. The question will become, again, limiting turnovers and building around him and just having him manage football games. But the commanders didn't solve anything with this move. They have had a pretty good roster. They've made the playoffs in recent years. They really gave Tampa fits, right, um, in 2020 in that playoff game. They have got to go get a quarterback, period, end of discussion. I have to go draft one this year just to take a stab at it. But this does not solve the commander's quarterback problems. It does not solve their status as a playoff contender regularly and eventually the hope to be a Super Bowl contender. doesn't solve it. It's Carson Wentz. He's damaged goods. He's been injured. He doesn't read blitzes that well anymore. He turns the ball over. Remember that ridiculous, like, just prayer of a, I think, a, a, a flip throw with your left hand, with his left hand that he had in the end zone last year. I mean, what the hell was that? You know, it, I mean, he just makes so many, uh, so many terrible, terrible decisions now. And I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I this doesn't solve anything for 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 him. Um, it was the uh, it was a screen pass against the Titans. Um, I gotta, I gotta flip, you know what? 
I got to see this thing uh, right now as I'm talking because this was this was an absolute disgrace um, of a play, and 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 how it happened. And I got to tell you, you know Carson Wentz when he was at that MVP level, right, um, with the Philadelphia Eagles, would have never in a million years even attempted this. He would have never ever attempted this play. He tries to do too much all the time, and he's just not close to the quarterback that he was in Philadelphia. Maybe still some time to redeem himself. Maybe still some time to, you know, get into a new atmosphere and see what happens. Although I thought the last atmosphere would have been perfect for him with his old offensive coordinator, Frank Reich from Philadelphia there. He had weapons, Jonathan Taylor, etc. a team that's ready to be uh, ready to contend if they have just gotten a quarterback. Uh, they have a very talented, great general manager. Um, absolutely just brutal, you know? Um, and I think that when you look at the overall landscape now, Washington, this just to me seems like it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a bandaid. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. Um, you know, and for many of the quarterbacks who are injury prone or even prone to getting themselves in position to be injured, uh, or who make dumb mistakes in op- inopportune times, there is one common denominator. They try to do too much. They try to do more than they can. Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, you name it, holding onto the ball too long. This is what they do, right? And what a horrible, I mean, just horrible play, you know, with Carson Wentz in the end zone on that screen pass that Tennessee just, you know, they diagnose it quickly, boom. I mean, I just watched the play. It's awful. He considered firing the ball to the ground in the vicinity of a couple of receivers, but then he tried to do too much, stopped himself, extended the play. He's devoured by the defense, tries to unload it with his left hand to avoid a safety. What a dumbass play. Gift wrapped a touchdown for the Tennessee Titans. Absolutely stupid. What's it mean for the Colts? Good luck at quarterback. I mean, you got to go draft somebody. You're going to go find somebody in free agency. And this means that the Colts to me are below still everybody else in the AFC that they were hoping to contend with last year before they collapsed at the end of the year. Carson Wentz was bad in some of those games. They were horrible and lost at Jacksonville the last week of the season. I got news for you. The Colts are a notch or two below many, many teams in the AFC. They are below, even though they beat the hell out of them last year, they're below the Bills. They're below the Chiefs. They're below the Broncos now with Russell Wilson. They are below the Cincinnati Bengals. They probably are below the Baltimore Ravens who are going to come back strong. They're probably below the Pittsburgh Steelers because they never go away. They're below the Tennessee Titans. So good luck with the Colts, man. They need a QB. Maybe you go find one in the draft, get one in free agency, and uh, try to get lucky. ML Sports Platter here. Thanks for listening. We're brought to you by our great friend Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, and the Allen Angus Pub. Go ahead and visit allenanguspub.com. If you're in and around central New York, what a great place to go eat uh, and and drink before and after all the big events, the Crunch Games, SU Sports, uh, concerts, uh, you name it, get there. The Allen Angus Pub is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, home of the best darn Angus Burger in town. Thanks also to Bowers & Company, CPAs, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare. Bring your pup for a day of play at Barks & Rec if you're in and around Central New York, right there on Route 11 in Cicero. They've also got the dog washer and all the rest. They will take care of your dog, and your pup will make friends while they're there as well. Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare, the official doggy daycare 
of the ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.